0: Welcome back to a Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. Let's talk a bit of the round ball now. And don't forget you can watch all the English Premier League action live with match replays and highlights and plenty more via Optus Sport, part of their team and part of ours. This EPL season is Mark Schwarzer. Mark, good evening to you.
1: Good evening. How are you?
0: I'm very well. First and foremost, uh, are they just getting excited in Manchester uh, ahead of the derby? This weekend, uh Manchester United, Manchester City, both at the top of the table. This is as big as it gets.
1: Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, you look at the form, uh particularly in Manchester City. um I think it's what thirteen uh out of fourteen games they've been they've been unbeatable, and they've just been been uh, in sensational form. Arguably, some of the best football that's been played around uh, around the world at the moment, and. and uh, you know, it's going to be tough for, for anyone to come up against Manchester City at this moment in time, and particularly Manchester United. Add the doubt, the derby flavour to it, uh, the pressure that goes with that, and of course Manchester United uh, losing Paul Pogba last weekend to a red card um, is a massive, massive blow for them. Um, so, I mean, at this moment in time, for me, Manchester City are the favourites, mm. uh, but it is all very much hotting up, and in derby time, you know that you can't always just rely on. On current form, it's about the, the, the occasion, who deals with the best, and uh, teams always, or more times than not, lift themselves to another level.
0: And we've seen Manchester United uh, last week, 3 1 winners over Arsenal. Arsenal now in fifth, just sliding down the table. It's besides Manchester City just building a little gap at the top, it's still anyone's guess in that top five.
1: Oh, well, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I mean, it goes down to... I mean, if you want to to, uh, include Burnley, you know, which is a real surprise package so far this season in seventh, you know, they're on the same points as Tottenham. Mm. Uh, They're only, you know, four points off fourth place in Liverpool. You know, I mean, that's what we want. We want a healthy sort of competition throughout the course of the season. The more teams involved in, in, in those places, the better it is. It makes it more exciting, hopefully... You know those teams can also close the gap between themselves and Manchester City. Uh, we don't really want to one a horse race. That's why it's you know, even if you're you're not a Manchester United fan, um, you still want them to win on the weekend just to close that gap to show everyone that Manchester City are human and they are beatable.
0: Mark, let's talk about a former teammate of yours in, in Tim Cahill. Many uh, very surprised that he uh, quit immediately from Manchester City today, were you surprised by his decision to immediately walk away from the club?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I was a little bit, you know, his time at Melbourne City has been um, I think mixed, Uh, particularly of late, he struggled to get the game time that he needed, Um, you know, leading up to the games against Syria and then obviously Honduras, I think he'd only started one game of the new season Um, and at his age, he's just turned 38, it's imperative that, that he plays more regularly, um, and he knows, you know, to have any opportunity to play at the World Cup next year, um, he needs to get game time under his belt. Um, and the longer it goes on without him playing, you know, the more difficult it's going to be for him. So it was, a, it was a, for me, it was a pretty logical uh, sort of outcome that he was trying to achieve. And, you know, and, and by the looks of things, uh, everyone's happy enough that they've they found the... A resolution to it.
0: Are you surprised that he couldn't get a game at at Melbourne City? Because here he is getting a game for the Socceroos, still one of our premier players. Yet he can't get a, a game in the do, in the domestic competition, which, personally, for fans, I think is quite disappointing.
1: Um, it is, but you know, you just don't know what goes on at the club. You don't know how he's, you know, how how you know the, the manager's ideas are and how he wants to take the team forward. He, you know, he's brought in. He's brought in one or two players of his own, so it's it's, it's all often the case that a manager will try and stick with the players he's brought in, um, and you know if someone has to make way, then, then I mean it happens all the time. You know mm. the only difference is this time around it's it's Tim Cahill and it's the name, it's the image, uh, it's the brand, and you know that's why it has such a big impact, and and that's why it's such big news. You know when you're dealing with with a player of of, of Timmy's uh, stature. Um, so I'm not really entirely uh, surprised, um, but you know what I'm certain is that Timmy will find a, another club. It's just up to him then. You know that he stays fit, which is which is a big thing as well because he's had a few problems with injuries. Um, and then and then once he can do that, or if he can do that, start finding the net again and, and uh, on a regular occasion, and then show whoever the new manager is going to be for the Socceroos that that um, he's fit and ready and able.
0: I guess that leads me to my next question: Is how do we decide who is going to be the next manager of the the Socceroos, and and what's the criteria through your eyes?
1: Well, for me personally, I mean, I'd like to see um, a manager come in and uh, continue along the similar lines to you know to what Ange Postecoglou had, had, had achieved over the last four years um you know of course you're not going to find um the exact uh you know replica revenge which you don't want you know you will always want something a little bit different something that will give you their their own sort of uh um play on things and and add their own little sort of own mark on 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 how the soccer is playing but i think you know, over the last four years, there's been such a big turnaround in, 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 in the, the type, the style that the Socceroos play. Um, it's a regeneration of a side, and it's important that that continues. And um, I think you know that's that's a that's a big important uh, message. I think the the World Cup is the biggest stage, It's the most important uh, competition that we need to go there and also perform well. So there's a real balancing act that you need to find, and then you add the finances to it then all of a sudden, slowly, you start to shape uh, the candidates. Um, you know, that, that's that's going to be a, a difficult and a long process purely because the Socceroos' job is such an attractive op- uh, proposition for any manager that's out there.
0: Mark, I guess as an extension of that, as someone who is on the, the selection panel, do you look for someone who wants the gig long-term or... Just for the next six months to ensure that they take us to the World Cup and we, we do what we can at the World Cup and then beyond Russia next year, we start the process again.
1: Well, I think in an ideal scenario, um, you want someone long term. You want someone, you want to be able to put someone in place that is is pretty much for the next four years, uh or four and a half years, because you don't want to be in the same predicament in four years' time. What what you want is you want to measure um, I think in, in the ideal scenario is someone there until 2022, you know, go through the whole process, um, Asian Cup in between, you know, qualify for for Qatar 2022, and then take the team there and and, and perform at that level, and then and then see where you go with it. Um, but you know, that's an ideal scenario. We, you know, there's there's so many factors you need to take into consideration. Uh, there's a long process ahead still. I, I don't think there is a huge rush um, that needs to be you know undertaken because you know there is still some some considerable amount of time before the next game. Um, but, you know, obviously by, by kind of the end of January, you want to have something in place, uh, I would have thought, um, but without putting a real fixed time frame on it. But, you know, it's still early days, and like I said, there's a lot of things that need to be discussed still, and the criteria needs to be put together and, and finalised.
0: Mark, can I just ask you on a, on a personal note, do you harbour any concerns for the, the FIFA World Cup in Russia next year? The reason I ask this is that the, the man overseeing the World Cup Organising Committee, uh, Vitaly Mutko, uh, has been banned by the IOC. He was the man that oversaw uh, the illegal operations in Sochi at the Winter Olympics uh, four years ago. He's the man that basically is the reason why Russia won't be competing in the Winter Olympics next year. Yet he still is overseeing the World Cup. For Russia, uh, arguably the biggest event in twenty eighteen.
1: Um, well, I think I think there are concerns, and I think uh, the reason you know, with those concerns, what FIFA have done, and they did it in Brazil um, as well. So it's not just new now to Russia. Uh, every single uh, doping test that was conducted was controlled fully and entirely by uh, by FIFA, mm. um, and all the all of the samples were sent back to to um, to Switzerland. Which obviously, as you can imagine, uh, logistical uh, term would be quite a nightmare. But they managed to do it, and they managed to get a result back um, before every single game, before the next game of that that, that, that result that was all that. Sorry, that test that was made. Um, so they're going to do exactly the same for, for Russia, um, which hopefully then would uh, eliminate any concerns that, that that maybe something was tampered with, and that was obviously one of the issues with. Um, the Olympic Committee and, and the drug testing that previously was under, uh, had been undertaken in, in Russia. Um, so I think that you know they are trying to put measures in place. And um, what happens with an organising committee and who's involved in it, um, obviously that's down to Russia. But I think overall the World Cup is a World Cup, and hopefully, and I, I believe that you know it's the, the big enough stage and enough eyes on it that that things will be run in, in the best possible way.
0: Do you, do you think in an ideal world though that FIFA puts a fair gulf between itself and the Russian organising committee if if this gentleman Vitaly Mutko is to continue running it?
1: Well, I think I think um, overall that FIFA as an organisation obviously has their own issues and and their own issues of of, of trust um, uh, that that's been obviously questioned uh, for a long long time now and it's only sort of slowly starting to. To realign itself, to to re you know reinvent itself and try and clean up its own organization, and that that's obviously, you know that that, that in itself is, is is such an important step. Um, and then there's definitely got to be a distance between between FIFA and any any organizing committee, regardless of which country it is in. And FIFA have to be seen as being the you know whiter than white. You know they are the the governing body. They are the, the the, the governance of the world game, and they need to be seen that way and, and conducting themselves that way. So I think that that in the, in the first place needs to be a given. And at the moment, FIFA is still trying to build those bridges and prove to the world that they are... Um, uh, an organisation that is doing the right thing and and taking the organisation in the right direction.
0: Mark, always appreciate your insights. Socceroos, legend, part of the Optus Sport team. You can watch all the English Premier League action, their match replays, their highlights, all there for you on Optus Sport.